Hey IDP Army, Jordan Reigns here with the IDP 411 Podcast. Just want to tell you guys today about our sponsor of the show, ExpandTheBoxScore.com. ExpandTheBoxScore.com has premium NFL and college football stats. They're adaptable, they're affordable, there's all kinds of great stuff on there from the NFL to college football. It's great for people that are in the Devi leagues looking to uh, get that edge over their, their league mates. So go check out ExpandTheBoxScore.com, proud sponsor of the show. And now, without further ado, on to the IDP 411. In a wormhole, probably about to burn. In a white tunnel, are you ever gonna learn? See a land, probably gonna merge. What's up? This is Jared Gray with my co-host Jordan Reigns covering the IDP 411 and the NFL Draft. What's up, fella? Hey, hey, good morning. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm just, I'm excited about covering this. I mean, we had a good weekend. Uh, obviously we all talked plenty. You posted plenty. You, heck, you posted more than I posted. Yeah, it was, a. Uh, it was good to be part of, uh, some sort of meaningful sports, uh, interaction of some kind. So For I'm sure, sure. I mean, they said it was the most watched draft by a lot. So that should tell you everything right there. Um, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and just review or kind of recap, um, the draft from an IDP perspective. Um, Steve's not with us today, unfortunately. We love you, Steve. We miss you. Appreciate everything you do for us. Um, if you're watching on YouTube today, guys, you'll see we have a cool new overlay. Uh, that shout out to Five Yard Lee, a uh, friend of Brian Drake, who is a friend of the show from our days with our other podcast, FF Hustle. So he really hooked us up. These things look pretty fresh. I don't know how much stuff we're going to put on YouTube or whatever, but we want you guys to be. You know, we want you to come to the IDP 1-1 and be treated well. You know, we want you guys to live in the lap of luxury. So we went out of our way to make sure that you're feeling well taken care of around here. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and just kick it off. We're going to start. We're just going to talk about our, the two biggest winners um, from the draft. This is kind of overall, but really they, these two teams did go heavy on defense. So, um, Jerry, why don't you kick it off? Who's your uh, your big draft winner? Uh, I'd say – for me, hands down, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Um, to watch them get CeeDee Lamb in the first round and then hop up and get the guy I really thought they were going to get in the first round anyway in Trevin Diggs. Uh, it's just crazy. To get Bradley and Nay as late as they did, who you and me both really love his attitude, how he plays the game, just yeah, we're gonna shocking. Talk about, we're going to have to talk about that a little bit later, about him falling, but go, oh, yeah. They, uh, Novell Novell Gallimore. I mean, you know how much I, I'm a huge fan. Uh, do that. I think they just had a phenomenal draft. I'm just really surprised. Maybe Jerry Jones should, you know, pull picks from his yacht every year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they had a little lot, yacht luck. It was the best draft I've ever seen him do. I mean, for me personally. Well, you know, to get CD as late as he did. I mean, I remember when he was on the clock, and I was like. He doesn't need C.D. Lamb, but the more – it's like in fantasy. It's like when you get to that guy, your team might not need him now, but you just think about this moment. You, you know in six, eight, ten months down the road, two, three years, you'll sit back and remember this moment when you could have done a certain thing. And I think what, a, just, what a huge slap in the face to Philly, too. Yeah, awesome. well, in Philly, you know how they are. They're like, oh, you know, we're so glad we got Rager. He was our first wide receiver on the board. Oh, right, don't give me that shit. I don't know, that's a lie. But I mean, whatever you gotta tell yourself to feel good, that's fine. They did a trade later on in the in the draft. I saw, so I mean, at least there's not complete and total animosity there. Oh no, there's still a lot of love. So my uh, my big team winner from the draft was the Bengals. I mean, obviously they got the best or the second best, you know, depending on how you want to look at it. Player in the draft with uh, Joe Burrow, and you know they didn't pussyfoot around. They just took him. He seemed happy to be there. Um, I think he's going to be a solid, solid – I mean, he's not just going to be a solid. He could be an amazing talent in the league. And then they, the very first pick they do after that, you know, is they go get T. Higgins, a guy who – another guy who kind of fell. We're not an offensive podcast, so we're not going to talk about why T. Higgins fell past, you know, some of these guys. But to get T. Higgins in the second, I mean, that's a home run there too. I mean, that's not not as good as Jerry – or not as good as uh, Lamb going to the Cowboys and falling to that spot. But, I mean, it's similar. I mean, the Bengals – had no business getting T. Higgins, and they got him. So I agree. They got, they got T. Higgins there. And then after that, they pretty much just started shooting at that defense. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit more later in depth. But they took Logan Wilson top of the third. They took Akeem, uh, Akeem Davis-Gaithers top of the fourth. And they took an edge rusher. Um, 
top of the fifth and Khalid Kareem, uh, who was very highly you know thought of around the league coming in. So they they made some they made some pretty smart decisions. They didn't really make any trades from what I saw or can remember, but they addressed what needed to be addressed. Quarterback fixed. Added a wide receiver. The whole AJ Green getting hurt, and not playing last year thing hurt him. And they had two linebackers, which they have two or three linebackers last year, but they didn't really do any good for anybody. So overall, I mean, I think they really just attached what they needed to attack. And I was very impressed with their overall draft. So, and I believe me too. Uh, I, I completely agree with you. I love Davis Gaither, like huge fan of him. I mean, I mm-hmm. by far one of my favorite linebackers in the draft and to get him as late as they did uh, in the fourth round, Kind of shocking to me. Yeah, I, I I really believe it too. I think I think he's could come in start right away. Uh, I mean, you're, and they're young. I mean, we got Logan Wilson, who's a tackling machine, right? You have Davis Gaither, who is a physical specimen, and then you've got Jermaine Pratt. Now, all three of those guys, very young, a lot nice. of room to grow. Good good base on their on your front seven overall. So yeah. I. I like it, man. I'm I'm excited for them. Um, yeah, I think they really upgraded in all their rooms where they added guys, you know, and they have a good nucleus now at linebacker. And if you know if one of those guys really hits and the other one's serviceable, I mean, that's a win in the draft, especially get those guys in the third and fourth. You know, when you had people trading up, to, you know, to get guys like Kenneth Murray last year, we had people trade up for Devin Bush. So a solid linebacker is. And let's not forget about Marcus Bailey. Um, if Marcus Bailey can stay healthy, and this guy has – I think he's torn both his ACLs. Um, but when he's on the field, he is a tout, tout tackler. I mean, that dude comes after people. And if he can stay on the field and stay healthy, at a minimum you've got a great guy that's going to play, you know, in your special teams area. But if he can make the team – you know, I'm telling you that that dude's a sure tackler, and I, I really hope the best for him. Yeah, agree, agree. Well, um, we weren't real, real sure exactly how we were going to attack this, but I guess we could go. We can go by position, or we can go by round. The round is probably a little bit easier, a little more fun. Um, especially the first round only had four really over relevant IDP players, so let's just go ahead and do that. Um, we'll just kind of walk it down. Obviously, Chase Young. First pick uh, defensively goes to the Redskins. Um, I think the biggest surprise was C.J. Henderson as quick as he was drafted. Where did he um, go? He was uh, f- fifth. 15, Jacksonville. 14-15, right? No. Or was he the first one? I'm thinking the other guy, Terrell Henderson or whatever. The you're taking, yeah, you're taking A.J. Terrell. That's it, yeah. C.J. Um, which was – was I mean, A.J. Terrell's a good pick. Let's not get twisted, but – the fact that I really just didn't see C.J. Henderson getting drafted that early. Um, top 10 pick, he was number nine to the Jacksonville Jaguars. To watch Isaiah Simmons drop to the Cardinals, they did exactly what you wanted them to do, get the best player on the board. And I don't – I'll be honest with you, watching Carolina pass – you know, and I said this while I was on the show with somebody else – I couldn't believe that he got that far, but he could drop because the Carolina Panthers could take Derrick Brown. And sure enough, they did. And boom, Isaiah Simmons drops to you. That, that, the crazy thing is, is where does he play? Because they have Devondre Campbell. They have Jordan Hicks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, he could very easily move to safety in that group. Yeah, because I mean, he and Buddha are both very versatile, and Buddha can play free safety. We know Simmons can play box safety, or you know, he's good in coverage, so he can play free safety. You know, the way you know we started talking about Chase Young, we'll, we might as well talk about Isaiah Simmons since we're here. In my mind, to me, you know, and their 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 three four scheme, so the guys shift around a little bit, dropping into coverage, coming up to the line. Now to have two guys that are that versatile in Buddha Baker. And in Isaiah Simmons, you're not going to know where this this pass rush is coming from. I mean, and they're going to blitz, yeah. you know. And both these guys can cover. I mean, maybe Buda. They got a. Can they get Denard too? 
Yep. So you have Denard and Cam- and Chandler already. Those are your guys you're worried about. They got Jordan Phillips in the middle. And then on top of that, you have, you know, Isaiah Simmons, who's adept at pass rush. And then you also have Buda Baker, who can, you know, get after it a little bit. So, and both of them can cover. So as a quarterback, you get up to the line and you're looking around, you know, both these guys could be scooting up. You don't know if it's coming left, right, or center, you know, and it could be any of them. And that's going to be, and in that division with Russell Wilson, you know, in that division with um, the 49ers and the way that, Shanahan, you know, likes to use his tight ends in the way that he likes to use his running backs. You need guys that are versatile, that can go out there and diagnose, you know, that things are a little different than maybe they thought and have the skill set to be on the field at the right time and react. And I think the Cardinals defense, I mean, they weren't great last year. They were good for IDP. But I think adding a cerebral and athletic guy like Simmons is, you know, like you said, we don't know exactly where he's going to play. But I'm fully confident that he's going to play a lot, and I'm fully confident that he's going to be productive. My, my question is, if you had to pick one player at well, who's your second player? Because I think for you it's going to be Buda Baker. Who's the second player that you are looking to be your IDP-relevant player on that defense? Because, honestly, it's stout now. It's really, yeah. really solid. I want one of the I want one of Buddha 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 Simmons or Chandler Jones. And honestly, Devin Kennard, I put something out about a week or two, probably three or four weeks ago now. You know, let's not forget Jordan Hicks was a top five linebacker. Oh yeah, exactly. We haven't even talked about Jordan Hicks and uh, Jordan Devondre Campbell. Yeah, all these guys had finished in the top fifteen at their respective (laughs) positions. A lot of them finished top two or three. I mean, Hicks was linebacker one. Campbell was – or not Campbell. Uh, Buda Baker was defensive back t- one, two, two or three, I think, behind Logan Wilson. And then you had um, Chandler Jones led all DL, you know, 19 and a half sacks or 19 sacks, eight forced fumbles. I mean, wrecking machine. So, I'm happy with any of them. Yeah. Devonder Campbell's top 20, wasn't he? So yeah. I think he's top 30. But, I mean, in the linebackers, I mean, that's two, three-point difference usually between, you know, 25 yep. and 30-ish. Um yeah, I thought – I think Simmons there is good. I don't know if he's going to be my – if I'm doing my rankings, I'm not sure if he's going to be my linebacker one, though, especially for first-year production. Um, oh, no. No, I it's it's think, between one – it's between two other people, to be honest with you. And I've been talking about this for a long time, especially because where the other two dropped. So. Yeah. And we'll talk – I think we'll have a ranking show. Um, Jared does his top 25 – well, the IDP 411 was originally Jared's IDP 411 rookie show. And then we kind of reworked it around. But last year, Jared did his top 25 rookies. It was a, a mini series. He put it out. Did you put one out every, every day, didn't you, for 25 days? Or was that? Uh, so I, I actually did it in like a, an 18 day period because three days I did. Doubled up. Yeah, I doubled up. Uh, well, I actually went 20 day, 22 days because I skipped a day or two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I doubled up on the on the last day. I doubled up like three days into it. So like three doubles up, um, three or four double up. So we're going to do that again. Right. And that'll be on the YouTube channel. And I'm not sure what the start date is on that. That's kind of your cup of tea, but look for that guys. Cause that series was good last year. You can go back and watch. I mean, good information, well formatted, well put together. We're going to have that up on our YouTube channel. Um, and that's how you're going to find out Jared's top 25 rookies. We're going to try to do a rookie ranking show in either a week or two we'll let you know i've got my first rough draft up here behind me on the board if you're watching on youtube um i need to shift a few people around but um it was a pretty decent class for not being quite as top heavy or not being quite as uh deep as last year's as far as oh yeah last year's last two years have been the two deepest idp i mean all those guys are really really relevant yeah and you know, I'm glad that we're not going to put this out, you know, this video out for another <laughs> couple hours because I'm probably going to pick Derwin James, my next pick of, the, of my fantasy or dynasty draft. Uh, we're around like eight right now. So um, just because he, if Jamal Adams is available, obviously I'm taking him, but I don't think he's going to be available in my next pick. So <clears throat> it's going to be interesting, man. I, this is going to be a lot of fun this year and, yeah, uh, it's, it's just different. Last year was so easy for me to pick my top twenty-five, and I think I think twenty-three of the twenty-five finished in top twenty-five rookies. Nice, nice. So, um, little tidbit: 
I have written down here last year. Um, well, this year there was no first round safeties taken, but there was five taken in the second round. I thought that five. was interesting. None in the first, but then at the top of the second, there was a handful went fast and then they tapered off then towards the end. Another note that I wrote down was last year, the 2019 draft, 13 defensive linemen were taken in the first round. This That's counting, you know, tackle, D-tackles and, you know, edge rushers, defensive ends. This year, four. Four. Young, Chesson, Kenlaw, Brown. That's it. Last year, over almost half of the first round yep. was these edge and defensive linemen guys. So that tells you last year's class was stacked. Hopefully you invested. I tweeted out something. Hopefully last year you – spent a pick or two in your leagues to get a couple of those guys. So there's a lot more prospects coming out that were higher rated this year. There were still a few guys that made, you know, made some waves. Um, actually, we we're just talking about it. Let's just uh, go ahead and get into Derek Brown. You know, went to the Panthers. Was that nine over eight, nine overall, seven, seven overall. A lot of people had him going there. Um, they really spent a lot of – they spent almost all their picks on defense, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly. They, they went full defense. I mean, they – I think they're pretty settled overall offensively what they wanted to do. So, yeah, yeah it's it's good to see. I mean, if you know their head coach, he basically rebuilt Temple and Baylor. And he, he ain't no slouch when it comes to knowing what he's doing. So, uh, he's excited about what they're doing offensively. Um I'm, I'm excited what they're doing defensively with Derek Brown, you know, all the picks that they've added. So, yeah, he should get a lot of pressures this year. I don't see him as a big tack, sack, sack guy. Not like a, I don't see him the way I see a, um, our Aaron Donald. I see his absolute ceiling, maybe closer to like a Cam Hayward kind of guy. Um, lots of tackles, I mean, lots of tackles for loss. Still pretty solid. <laughs> Still solid. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he'll be quite what Cam Hayward is. I'm not. Don't don't quote me as saying that. But he could be 80 percent of Cam Hayward, maybe. Um, but I think Cam Hayward plays a little more outside in that three four. As yeah. Um, um. Let's move on to the next. The other. Well, we didn't really talk about Chase Young. I feel like there's not much to say with Chase Young. Wait, I will tell you this. I just watched Chase Young go in the fifth round. The fifth round in the dynasty draft. Yeah. He's the obvious number one IDP player you should be taking. He's the obvious. Um, is he? In my opinion, he is. And I mean, I, in an IDP one, two, three league where you're getting, you know, your sacks, your tackles for loss are being accounted for properly. Do a known Patrick Queen and uh, Kenneth Murray are both going to play inside linebacker is very interesting to me. I see Patrick Very. Queen. If I'm gonna do like a just off the top of my head kind of comp, Patrick Queen to me feels a lot like um, Kendricks from the uh, the Vikings. I don't necessarily see him as a monster tackler, but they say he's very good in coverage, sideline to sideline, and that's where you know Kendricks is very adept. He had a shit ton of pass deflections this year. I think he had like almost 30 points worth of pass deflections. So that's nothing to shake stick at. There aren't, there's a yeah. lot of guys that don't have any pass deflections. So at the linebacker position, to know that he's out there, you know, and in IDP one, two, three, you get three points for a pass deflection. So it's worth more than a tackle. Um, so you like that. So in that fact, you know, if, if Queen is that coverage linebacker and he is going, you know, sideline to sideline a little bit. It's going to be interesting a little bit. I like so. uh, Murray a little bit more, though, just because of, you know, his blitzing ability. And I think that um, <clears throat> Anthony Lynn – I think he's going to – I mean, he's beefed up that defense, dude. I mean, he's still got Melvin Ingram there. Yeah, they're stout, dude. Bose is beasting. Derwin James is going to be in full effect. Well, that's another thing. I watched that, um, you know, he's – Kent Murray is going to be rocking uh, Sean Marion's number 56. So, that's some that's some big shoes, bro. So, and he's, he's excited to be rocking it. So, I – I'm just going to tell you now, that's a jersey I'm getting. Uh, my first Chargers jersey, but. Getting it. Yeah, I'm getting Not it. If you're tired, you got to spend that money. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Javon Kinlaw. Uh, I, I love that pick. Yeah. Steve and I got to see Javon Kinlaw in uh, Mobile at the Senior Bowl. He was very, I mean, everyone there was impressed with him. He was basically everyone's favorite player at the Senior Bowl. 
both physically, both mentally, cerebrally. I mean, I even did a little interview with him and talked to him. It's just like everything that he – he's very confident and he just exudes – he exudes a, like a, a calm confidence. It's different than Bradley and Nay's kind of intensity. They're just very kind of laid back, but just like, I did, you know, I know I deserve to be here. And to get taken by the Niners to drop right into the role of DeForest Buckner they got rid of at 13, that speaks highly, highly. Yeah as to what a, a team that I trust their ability to evaluate players, um, the 49ers, you know, they don't. But John Lynch is a, he's a boss, dude. So Javon Kinlaw, for me, I was always sold on him as being an IDP relevant guy, but to go 13 overall and to go to a spot where, you know, I trust the people. 14th overall. Four, oh, was it 14? Yeah, they traded back that one spot, didn't they? With, uh, yep. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, with the Bucks. But to go somewhere like that with a team full of dogs, you know what I mean? Bosa's there, D4, not really a dog, but he's there. Armstead's there. Fred Warner's there. Quan Alexander's there. I mean, they've got guys on that team that are so disruptive. I mean, you saw there wasn't a 49er on defense last year you didn't want. Um, yeah, agreed. So, Javon Kinlaw, if you're in a DT specific league, I'm taking him over Derek Brown, I think. I see him. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Runner. And I see, I see Derek Brown is a little bit more of a run stuffer. That's just kind of my, you know, this is all neat. No, I like it. Well, I like it in the aspect that I know that it, just in the division-wise, I expect one division to pass more than the other. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like Kinlaw because he's going to get tackles, you know, on the runners. And then on the dropback passes, he's going to get pressure. So, yep. Yep. yeah, I like him a lot, dude. And he'll be able to convert some of those pressures. So <clears throat> let's go ahead and move on to, uh, and we've covered mostly the defensive line guys. For our last first round defensive line guy was uh, Clavon Chason, uh, outside linebacker, defensive end. What are you going to call him? Went to the Jaguars. <clears throat> what do you think about that pick? Well, I'll be honest with you. I, I thought it was kind of a slap in the face to uh, your boy Yannick Nagakwe. Um, he's like, hey, we got Josh Allen. You know, here's, here's the guy we're going to draft in the first round. You know, how do you feel about this? You know, well, obviously, Clay's Campbell's gone, so he can fill that role. Uh, but I honestly thought Yannick Ngakwe was getting traded right then. Like, but it didn't happen. I think that – I think that – I don't know. I'm, I don't get all these the intricacies of this, but just surface value, I feel like the Jaguars had a window to get rid of Yannick, and they kind of putzed around. And I think that the offers are getting worse. And I think that they're digging their feet in more. And I think it's just going to get uglier. And I think eventually they're going to get rid of Yannick for like a second or a third because they're not going to. Yeah, but the thing is they could have done it this year instead of next year. Oh, yeah. If they would have done it smart, they could have got a first from him. There's no one out there that wasn't going to give. There's someone out there was going to give him a first. They probably just didn't like the offer. And honestly, it could have been Dallas. And it just it's off the table now, you know, and I when these people come back with these next offers, it's like fantasy football. Some fucking putts tried to tell me the other day, literally three, four days ago, try to tell me that if you're listening to this, buddy, I hope you are. Told me Marlon Mack was worth the one oh nine, the two four and Quan Alexander. And I was like, you are insane. He's like, I was like, I wouldn't even give you a single first for him. And then Jonathan Taylor got out and I said, I was like, Jonathan Taylor is going to the Colts. I could feel it. And he got drafted to the Colts. And it's just like, I mean, like you can't even ask for things like that. I feel like that's what the Jaguars probably did. They probably wanted more for Yannick than really they probably should have had. And now things are different. The landscape has changed and he's not even worth close to that. Not necessarily that he was worth close to that. You get what I'm saying though. Like things change. And as the, as the narrative builds and as the story continues, you're not, you know, maybe you wanted a first for Yannick and maybe someone offered you a late one. Now you're looking at next year's first and you might not even look at it that, you know. So, and he can hold out. I mean, if I was him, it's not going to kill him to miss a year. He did a mini holdout last year. We've had other defensive ends and defensive linemen hold out, you know. They eventually got their way. You know, Aaron Donald got his way. Um, Chris Jones didn't, but. He showed back up, and um, they're still supposed to be working on a deal with him. So it's interesting. But back to Chase on, like you said, I think he's in an insurance policy for when Yannick doesn't show up. Um, and they yep, need- I agree. And he's solid, though. I mean, I mean, the kid can get after it. So yeah, it, I'll tell you what, it's really going to change whether or not he's in my top 25 if Yannick yeah. gets traded. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Let's move uh Let's go ahead and talk about these first round linebackers. We already talked about Simmons. Um, let's talk about my favorite guy and who I think is probably going to end up being yours, but you said Patrick Queen. But I think my linebacker one this year is going to probably end up being Kenneth Murray. He's walking into a situation where we had Thomas Davis there last year who was putting up 11 tackles a week basically to start the season as an old guy who really can't do much but tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nobody in that linebacking core that worries me. I mean, they had Kazir White, Denzel Perryman, but these guys have not been healthy or panned out. I mean, essentially we've got Kenneth Murray walking into an, a, an every down role on a team that needs defensive help. I mean, it's not like someone – the only person who's going to be stealing tackles from Kenneth Murray is Derwin James. You know what I mean? Agreed. In my mind, I, I just I just don't see a world where Kenneth Murray is not successful day one in – in in LA, so um, I, I love him. I mean, I, like I said, I think he could very easily be um, a hundred tackle guy this year. Easy. And if I can take a hundred tackle guy out of a, a guy, I'm probably going to get as an LB three or four um, because he's a rookie. People don't trust rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not this guy. Um, obviously, because I think it's easier to transition to the NFL on the defensive side. I mean, yeah. It's so funny you see guys like Chase Young or, you know, a couple of years ago you watched um, a bunch of guys get drafted, Nick Bosa, get drafted much earlier than guys who I expect to get high tackle numbers. Uh, you know, I was high on Devin Bush. You know, I was high on Devin White. Both those guys I think are, you know, elite players to be in your dynasty draft. So, Neither one of those guys – I'm in, like, the eighth round of a dynasty draft right now. Neither one of those guys has been drafted yet. That's so great. They're going to go soon. Oh, real soon. I um, mean, we just got on a huge run. I actually just – and you're ready for this. I just got Corey Littleton and uh, Jalen Smith Woo. with my fifth and sixth. That's so a That's a pair right there. It is a pair. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but I, I think Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen, I think, are, you know – top 25 dynasty guys. Uh, I truly believe that, especially where they went, you know, Baltimore, a lot of tackles coming out of Baltimore. A lot of tackle comes up, comes out of uh, San Diego. So sorry, not San Diego, uh, the LA chargers. Yes. So I'm think a good spot for both of those guys. And obviously I'm a huge Kansas Murray fan. So yeah, it's going to be a fun one, man. It's worth noting, you know, the chargers moved up for Kenneth Murray. They yeah. Huge right there. So, they, I mean, again, there's no world where Kenneth Murray, unless he's hurt, is not on the field week one, day one, doing numbers, in my opinion. So there's a lot of, you know, things like that. Patrick Queen, you know, I've seen a lot of people like him to be their linebacker one. I I like Patrick Queen a lot. I'm not sure if I buy it quite as much because some of the areas where Patrick Queen hurt a little bit, one of them was, you know, he's not – he misses some tackles sometimes. He's a good tackler, but – Every once in a while, he doesn't get the angles the right way. Um, that could be a little knock on him. And then Baltimore in general, I mean, they haven't really had a highly productive linebacker in a while. I mean, to me, Patrick Queen looks a lot like Patrick Onosuar, you know, a little bit of a smaller, faster guy, kind of like a Devin Bush. Um, I think there would be a, maybe a little bit more of a developmental stage for him, especially the way Baltimore is. You know how they are with their personnel. It's a, harder for me to just see Patrick Queen getting dropped into the center of the field and then just not coming off the field a whole game. It's a lot easier for me to see Kenneth Murray dropped into the middle of the field and just not coming off the field for a whole game. At least, yep, agreed. So I still, I'm not knocking Patrick Queen. I love him. If you can get him on your in your team, you should. I mean, he's a first round linebacker to a team that needs a linebacker. But that was just worth noting. The other first round linebacker was Jordan Brooks. This was kind of a a weird pick to me by the, by Seattle. What do you, what do you think about that? I, I honestly, I was shocked to be honest with you. Given their um, linebacker room is not hurting, yeah. there are areas on that team that are hurting. Um, it was weird to me that they took Brooks. Yeah, they, they haven't signed that. They didn't sign a you know premier defensive lineman, in which they had one, ideally a premier guy. Which now they might get him for pennies on a dollar. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll be honest, I like Jordan Brooks, but he was in nobody's first-round mock draft. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, I mean, obviously, like, I'm a big 
you know, I'm an OU fan, so obviously I watch the Big 12 a lot. I think Jordan Brooks is very solid. I just didn't see it. I didn't see him jumping into the first round the way he did. I watched guys jump, you know, fall, 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 like Bradley and A. I didn't see this happening with Seattle, especially with Seattle, because they have KJ Wright, they have Bobby Wagner. Kendrick, right? I think, is still putting around. Kendrick's is still there, right? And they took um, two linebackers last year. They took uh, Ben Burkirvan. I don't remember where he played from, and Cody Barton was a Utah guy, right? Yep. So, so they took, but they weren't great yeah, either. I mean, they I, weren't great either. But to, they took to, to take a guy in the first round for me. It basically says, "Hey, this dude's going to play." Yeah, I mean, you're a first round draft pick. You're you're playing like they fully know. expect you to play. That's the thing, though. It's I would say with any team in the NFL that was not Seattle, I would 100 percent agree with you. But Seattle just does these things like this, like last year when they took um, Blair, he barely played. He was like their first or second pick. You know, he was their first pick, Marcus. Exactly. Clark, but but think when he played, he balled out. I just feel like with I feel like with with most teams, it's something. A lot of things are linear. Like high draft capital means you'll play. I feel like with the Seahawks, everything is out the window all the time. So for me, Jordan Brooks, he's a guy that I'm. If I'm taking, he's probably going to be my seventh, eighth linebacker taken from this class because he's to me going on a taxi squad. And I'm going to be, if he gets 70 tackles this year, that's going to mm-hmm. be, to me, that's a lot. And to, that's a lot to I'll, me. I think the only way that happens is if a writer Wagner gets hurt. That's the thing. And that, and that's, and that's a game or two. I don't think Wagner's lose. Wagner's not going anywhere. Wright's not going anywhere. I think Michael Kendricks had 70, 80 tackles last year, something like that. Maybe he fills into that role, but that's a win. But on my IDP team, that's a bench guy and that's an LB4 yeah. guy. And so when there are guys that I can grab this year, Kenneth Murray, Isaiah Simmons, Patrick Queen, who have LB1 upside, and Jordan Brooks is upside to me, really is only LB3. He's hard. He's a hard. He's hard for me to take this year. So I'm was, for me, it was the biggest reach. I'm with you. It's the biggest reach in maybe the entire draft. Yeah, exactly. So. And again, it's the Seahawks. So you know, who, they took Which Collier is, last year. He barely played. I mean, they're just they're they're a funky team. Yeah, I'm with and you. One of the first years they haven't traded back too, which is another kind of like I was just expecting. I didn't expect them to make their pick. I was like, okay, they're going to move back, and then they did. I was like, oh, good. There's two guys on the board. Well, I say San Francisco is going to trade back. They did one pick. So yeah. Um. All right. So there's your round one linebackers, guys. There's your round one DL guys. Not a whole whole whole. I mean, there was some good guys in there, some 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 head scratchers, but for the most part, some guys that are going to be should be in line to be productive. Uh, let's head to oh, like we said, there was no um, safeties taken in the first round. There were first round defensive backs. We'll just mention them off: C.J. Henderson, Jeff Okuda, A.J. Terrell, and Damon Arnett. We don't play in a lot of uh, CB specific leagues. You can we play in a lot of DB leagues, and you can play CBs or DB. I like David Arnett, but I can't believe he went that high. Yeah, another. Well, those are the Raiders, the other team that does weird stuff. But um, these guys could be uh, they they could have some some potential. You know, if you got to play a cornerback one week or another, you know the the anecdotal thing is you know rookie uh, uh, CBs are going to get targeted a lot more. I think that's a little been a little bit disproven, but I think that's a more of a situational thing. Rookie DBs on teams with you know high quality starters across with them will get targeted a lot. I don't think any of these guys really went to a spot where there's a high-quality starter across from them. Maybe Edmonds if Trufant's still there, but Trufant's really not that special. So I'd have liked it better if Akuda had gone to the Lions and Slay was still there, for instance, because they're not going to throw at Slay. So Akuda's just going to kind of get funneled to a lot. But anyway, like we said, there's no safeties taken. Let's not, let's not dwell here. Let's move to the second round. The second round has some Awesome IDP guys going in too. Some little really more did. under the radar ish kind of people, but this is where your safety started coming out. This is where some of your more interesting defensive line guys came through. So um, we'll start again at the top with the defensive line. Uh, Panthers added a Yeeter Gross Matos defensive end. Yeah. I yeah, I watched. Michigan, I'm with you. What do you What do you think? I love this pick. So uh, it's funny. Well. Utah Gross Moss went from Penn State. Penn State, I'm sorry. What did I say? Yeah. Michigan, which is it's funny. Uh, because to watch 
Roger Goodell completely butchered this dude's name. Oh, yeah. I felt bad for him. Was awesome to me because the dude's solid. Uh, I think it's a good pick for Carolina, which is un- this is an interesting pick, though. How sold are you on Brian Burns now? I'm still sold. I mean, think about it. They had Mario Addison there last year who still had eight or nine sacks, and then Brian Burns had like seven. So Mario Addison's gone, and now you bring in this guy. Uh, Brian Burns is going to be healthy. They've added Darren Bra- Derek Brown in the middle, so the pressure in the middle upgrade. Other edge, you know, if this guy can be close to Addison, maybe better. You know, they got rid of Addison. He's getting old. It goes up. I'm I'm a fan. You know, I think this helps everyone along that line. I help think this helps the whole defense. Shaq Thompson. I mean, everybody gets a bump because the whole team as a whole got a bump. Uh, I think I think there's sacks to go around. Like I said earlier, I don't think Derek Brown's going to be a big sack guy. Um, if there's 40, if there's 35, 40 sacks on this team, I think that most of that production is going to come from these ends, and I I don't think it hurts either of them. You know, I think it, I think they're both going to be good. Um, I'm a fan. I really am. Uh, it was a good move by them. Um, and you got to think Matt Rule just came from college. You know, I love Matt played, Rule, dude. He's played against – he has a more keen eye, and he's a little – his thumb's on the pulse a little bit more than some of these other front offices probably because he's had to scheme for these defensive players. You know, he's had to be prepared. He's had to do his homework well into last year, whereas a lot of, you know, some of these scouting departments really didn't start getting their, you know, stuff sorted till. January, February of this year, you know, prepping for the senior bowl, getting all their info straight. Whereas he was, you know, like I said, he was probably looking at and aware of these players well into last year, last summer. Um, so I really like the Yeter Grossmatos pick to the Panthers. They need pass rush help. Um, total rebuild there, but they went heavy on defense and I like it. Um, there was a couple yeah, other. I'm with you. The other big name in the second was AJ Epinesa. He fell. Um, I mean, let's just be real. We, we, we talked about this. I thought that he would fall after the combine. Uh, he yep. just did not have a great combine. A lot of people had him mocked into the first round, even high first round, up until the combine. And he went to the combine, and he just looked slow. He he would look like an athlete who had not been training for the most intense um, workout of his life to me. He went to the right spot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he did. He went to the Bills. Um, they run up, they have a good scheme there for him. They have open snaps available for him after Shaq Lawson is gone. They brought in some big boys on the inside and Quentin Jefferson. And I forget who the other D tackle is they brought in. Um, anyway, they brought guys at Oliver last year. Yeah, so, and they, exactly, they added at Oliver. So this line as a whole now upgrade. I love it. We know their linebackers are good. And I think the Bills got a steal here. I know he dropped, but to drop into the Bills' lap, this was their first pick, you know, because they traded their first pick. So with the first two picks of the draft this year, the Bills got Stephon Diggs and A.J. Epinesa. I don't think anybody's going to say that's bad. No, I I think it's going to work out for them. I'm with you. I like it. I like the move. Um, To get a discount A.J. Epinesa, I mean, that's that's, that's a dream come true for any team. To see him fall, you know everybody was getting, you know, excited seeing him come oh man AJ Epinesa he was up our board you know until this you know now he might come back to us and the Bills getting him I like that a lot he's one of the guys that I think has a chance to be very fantasy relevant um there's a couple other names taken here Ross Blacklock went to the Texans as a D tackle I'm not overly excited for IDP I mean obviously it's it fits a need but I don't think I don't love him Personally, I think he I think he can be a really good player, right? And he could fill a, a good role. Um, I just don't know if I love it, to be honest with you. Um, and there's some there's some great moves. I mean, I love what New England did in Kyle Duggar. Uh, I love that New England grabbed your boy, Josh Uche, from Michigan, which is where you, your Michigan came in. Uh, they love Michigan players. Uh, you and me both think Josh Uche is going to be the real deal. Um how do you feel about that pick for because it was a weird pick by a weird overall draft by New England? Yeah, but I, I really had, like this pick. I had Uche in the linebacker section, but let's just go real quick. There wasn't a whole lot of other guys in the second round DL wise. Oh, well, yeah, Davidson, DL wise, I agree. Marlon Davidson to the Falcons. That's interesting. They need pass rush help. They went and got Fowler. They still got Grady Jarrett. They lost Vic Beasley. So he's interesting to me. Tack. 
Takaris McKinley hasn't really done anything. So he's a guy that could work his way into a starting position. Uh, Seahawks took Daryl or Darrell Taylor. Uh, they need yep. pass rush help. There's a level of interest there. I need to do a little bit more reviewing on him, though, before I really have a strong opinion. Again, not a huge fan. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. It's just. It was just a weird draft for me. The for second. The round, yeah. The second round had a, two linebackers go. We had Josh Suche go to the Patriots, um, and we had Willie Gay go to the the, the Chiefs. Let's talk about Uche first. I think that both these guys could be something. I mean, obviously, Gay walks into a good spot. But Uche, he's traditionally was a pass rusher, but he's got the size to, to me, to look like he could play uh, as a coverage middle linebacker a little bit. A lot of people are kind of talking about Zach Bond transitioning to that middle linebacker role. To me, Josh Uche looked a little bit more like a guy who could transition to that spot but still rush the passer a little bit. Um, the Patriots, Patriots defense, it's old but it's quality, and they're adding young, explosive players to it. I like that. I don't know what his snap count's going to be because you. you saw what they did last year with um, – Well, they lost so many players that I think this – this honestly, if if he'd, if he'd have brought this dude in last year, I would have told you he ain't playing at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now with right. all the players that have moved and moved on and whatnot uh, – Jamie Collins is Cal- Yep. Calvin, uh, Calvin Noy. Yep. So their linebackers are. You're right. He could be looking at a at a, a starting role right out of the gates. Interesting. Yep. I uh, which is. A, but here's another thing: is Kyle Duggar could come in, and we talked about this earlier. Could he move in and play some linebacker? Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll get to that Kyle Duggar pick here soon. All right. Yeah. So we'll probably, we'll probably talk. I like about Josh Uche here. Yeah, I love um, Uche. I think he's got the tackle upside. He's got some big play upside on that defense. And I don't know. I mean, I I, I like it. Uh, on to the next one, Willie Gay Jr. I think both of you meet agree. Willie Gay Jr. could could be the LB one at Kansas City. Oh yeah, easily. I think he is already. I think just day one, he's the best linebacker they have. Um, I've, their linebackers are not. Hitchens just he's old, bro. I mean, uh, nothing against him, but Deron Lee is not special. Dorian O'Daniel is not special. He's got. They just got a bunch of guys that are just guys. And Willie Gay, he can be a thumper, you know, and he's fast, and he is mean. I mean, he looked. He's almost like a Kenneth Murray type. You know? I think they were surprised to get him that high. To yeah, to get him where they got him because I mean, this is like the last pick of the second round. I think they. Well, yeah. It addresses a huge need in my mind uh, for the Chiefs. Obviously, I think he could be a day one starter and. I think he's going to be a very valuable IDP asset, and I think a lot of people are going to let him slip, especially if you're starting your drafts this week or next week. You're going to see a lot of these guys that were kind of draft capital-ish guys or bigger name guys go. Guys like Willie Gay might slip under the radar. You know, you might get him in the fifth round. He might go undrafted in your IDP rookie drafts. So make sure you're watching them waiver wires the second those leagues finish up. You know, make sure you're you're seeing who's out there still available make sure you're listening to the show and telling all your friends about it because we're awesome we're helping you out um for willie gay solid opportunity solid landing spot we won't let's not dwell too too long there let's talk about the second round let's finally talk about some defensive backs we're 45 minutes in and we're just getting to all of our really important defensive backs so we'll have to kind of fly through these but we had five defensive back or five safeties go in this fifth round after our second round after no one went the first Leading the way was, I believe he was our number one going back to our uh, top twenty, sh- our top ten show um, pre pre combine uh, was Xavier McKinney, our number one ranked safety. I'll double check that it was him or Delpit, but Xavier McKinney goes to the Giants. Now I'll just give my quick little thing. I love it. I think that he walks into that Antoine Bethay role. Who's gone? He's got Jabril Peppers there with him. They have two hitters, two good coverage safeties. And I think I love the spot. I love it. I love it. I love great it. Great pick. It was that's, a great pick. That's kind of my only thing. I think that he's 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 good. I mean, he's going to be a solid producer for your team this year. I know we kind of got hyped up last year on some of these safeties, and they didn't pan out. I don't think this safety class is going to be like last year's safety class. Um, and yeah. I think Xavier McKinney is going to be playing. So, what, what do you think about him playing up there with Baker and all these other? Guys? I think I well, I think he's in the right spot. Or not to be honest, Baker, because. Sorry. Peppers, my bad. Peppers, because Peppers is more the coverage guy who can tackle, right? Mm-hmm. Xavier McKinney can get 
stuck with his eyes in the backfield. Well, in this way, if he plays the Antoine Bethero, that's fine because we're expected to tackle. So that's why I like Xavier McKinney. So I think that it, he's definitely got you – you're looking to target later because of that. And that's huge uh, just for him because he could be – he could have a high tackle number. And not we're not talking like 100 here, guys. We're talking like you could, though. 60. Oh, it's possible. I think he could because think about what think about the role Buffet is leaving behind. He was a hundred tackle guy, and think about yeah, the true. Giants. This is a team that leaves their defense on the field a lot. I mean, I know they just got Martinez, but the thing is, the, here's my thought process: We know that Peppers could push to that hundred number, but we're not sure. I would almost give McKinney a better chance to hit a hundred before Buddha or not Buddha Peppers. What do you for Peppers? Before Peppers. Because with Peppers, there's also injury concern. I love him, but I don't know if we're going to get more than 14 games out of Peppers. So it's, I think there's value to be had there. So I'm with you. Uh, if you, if you, if and that's the thing is, especially if you're looking at on a dynasty aspect, is he a guy you're targeting in the late? Well, I'll just, it's funny right now, as we're recording this, I just looked down at my phone four minutes ago, the last pick in my, home league, big money, uh, five-round IDP league, uh, rookie league, Xavier McKinney just went at 404. Ten-man league, $100 buy-in. He was the second defensive back off the board. Wow. one was by the same guy, and it wasn't a great pick. He took Jeff Akuda. But to get Xavier McKinney a full round later, I think he – I think he got something there in the fourth round. Yeah, that might have been a steal to be honest with you in a rookie yeah. draft. So yeah, so it's that's just kind of give people you know this is real life. Things are happening right now in our leagues and leagues around in around the world. So let's move on from McKinney though. Let's head to another guy that's up there in the Northeast. Let's talk about Kyle Duggar. Okay, this is a guy, small school guy, D two, um, went to uh, Le- Le- Lenore Ryan in uh, North yep. Carolina. A little bit of an older prospect, 24 years old, but he was at the Senior Bowl, and he was getting a lot of attention, a lot of eyes, and a lot of buzz there. I know Steve's a Pats fan. Steve actually got his – Steve actually got his his, uh, signature um, autograph. We were walking Yeah, it's kind of cool for him, right? He obviously wasn't a Patriot then, but Steve was just like, hey, man, you know, you're looking good, Bob. He talked to him for a second, he got his autograph, and now he's a Patriot. So I'm happy for Steve. He's got himself a little Patriot's autograph to – you know, fall asleep looking at it every night. Feel good. <laughs> now that Tom Brady's gone. You gotta take whatever win you get. Yep. Uh, but talk to me about Duggar. I mean, second safety off the board to New England with an aging defense. What do we think? Um, like I said, I think that he's very possibly can move into a linebacker role. Um, uh, it's funny when he was drafted uh, in this big group that I'm in. They were like, "Who?" And obviously, I understand people don't cover IDP like you and me, um, but this is an IDP-relevant dynasty league. So for them to say, who, like, you guys don't know what's going on. Like, did you guys watch the Senior Bowl? Did you watch practices? Did you watch because the Did you watch the draft? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the dude's a baller. And that's where I think I was really surprised at how many people don't know who Kyle Duggar is because I honestly think that he could have a good tackle number. I especially if they do what I think they're going to do, I think they're going to move him into a linebacker role. Yeah. Uh, I, if not, you know, yeah. the, go ahead. Yeah. If, if anything we know about the Patriots, it's that a guy can play somewhere one game and he can just be on the bench the next game or a different spot. Kyle Duggar is going to have games where he'll be in the middle of the field. Most of the time. I, I agree with you based on the linebacker depth they have. Um, Patrick Chung is still there. You know, I don't know if he's still doing cocaine or not, but he's still there. Um, so I think Duggar's going to get on the field, like you uh, said. There's a good chance that he's going to be in a linebacker position, you know, and he could get some games with some high tackle numbers. Yeah, it's gonna, that's an interesting one. I, I love the pick overall, to be honest with you, because people don't know who he is. Yeah, And that's where – Athletic freak, too. I mean, he, he, is. he has huge arms. Um, he's super explosive. You know, hit a good combine. I mean, he's fast. I mean, he's just whenever you watch him on the field, like, and he can get the ball in his hand. He's just he's when he does hawk the ball. I mean, he can see the field very well. Um, and you know, he's a kind of he's a kind of guy that Bill Belichick's going to get his hands on too, and he's just going to refine him and just refine him, and he's just going to get better and better and better. Um, I hate that he's a little bit of an older prospect for him and for us, but. I think that his IDP value is intact, especially given. I think he can get. 
I think you're going to get five years out of him, though. So, and you have to think that without a Tom Brady led offense, you know, there's a good chance that this the defensive snaps take a little uptick too in New England. So, not with the turnovers, you know, they were producing last year. The offense kept going back out, but maybe that offense can't can't slow the clock down so much. So maybe Kyle Duggar ends up seeing a huge amount of snaps. I don't know, but I like Kyle Duggar a lot. He's a good for IDP. He's a, he's a tackle guy. You know, he's not a free safety. He's not a roamer. I mean, he's a hitter. He's an in-the-box kind of guy, um, and he went to a good spot. So Antoine Wiffle Jr., uh, Grant Delpit, either one of those guys could be the leader of this entire group because Antoine Winfield Jr., obviously, if you know Antoine Winfield, his dad's a baller. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Delpit is in a perfect position, especially with Randall moving on. Uh, I love Grant Delpit. Um, I, I, I continue to stay on this. He can come downhill and get sacks. He can get tackles for loss. He's a good tackler. But the best thing I love about him, dude, he's seven pass deflections, and I, th- you know, and this is in a short season, two interceptions, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery, like we show on the graphic. That dude is a beast, dude. And I'm telling you right now, he's in a good spot in Cleveland, you know, because with Big Ben back, that's two games that he's going to be tested. Yeah. Right. And then you know you got. Lamar Jackson, who is either going to pass the ball deep or try to get past a linebacker. So there, there's another game that you're looking at big. Sam Darnold's a turnover machine, so give me all that. Um, I, I just don't know which one I like more. I love Antoine Winfield Jr. because maybe the pedigree. But I think Grant Delpit's going to be the leader of that group, personally. I'm with you. I I don't know. I My thoughts on, on Grant Delpit are – Similar but different. Similar in the fact that he's going to be IDP relevant. You know, he went to a good division. You got big-bodied run uh, wide receiver like Juju in that division. You got to get somebody that's going to be able to hang with Juju in coverage and, you know, as a safety, you know, who can actually physically put up with Juju a little bit. You've got um, Mark Andrews coming into his own. So, again, you're going to need a safety that can fight with Mark Andrews twice a year in coverage, who can keep up with Mark Andrews in coverage, who can make sure Mark Andrews doesn't get the ball in his hand knock him over and go all the way. Um, one of the things I did see about Grant Delpit when I've been researching a little bit is, you know, apparently he's not a, a great tackler. That's the main thing that I've seen on him. I say he's great in coverage, but he does get mowed over a couple of times. But <clears throat> Cleveland is uh, – they need they need better coverage, guys. I mean, it's just that simple. Like you said, they have Big Ben. They're going to get tested. Lamar Jackson didn't throw a lot last year, but he threw very well. He's going to test them. And – um they got his old teammate too now, Joe Burrow in the division, who's got weapons, so he's going to be tested. I think that uh, we'll, I think we'll know pretty quick what Grant Delpit's really made of, as far as you know how teams view him and if he can stay on the field. But I think that they got a great pick there. You know, a lot of people early in the offseason had him mocked into the first round. He was third safety off the board, and Cleveland gets him. So I, I like the landing spot a lot, and. But for me, I, I, his upside's a little bit capped just because he's more of a free safety. Um, but I still I like that spot for him. And Antoine Winfield Jr., there's a guy that I love where he landed. Tampa Bay had a huge void at safety. They got a guy, like you said, who has the pedigree, who has been around NFL locker rooms, who understands the game um, well. And Winfield – That dude's a ball hawk too, man. Ball hawk, hitter. I mean, he's the whole package. Um, I'm glad. I mean, the Bucks killed the draft, too. We didn't even talk about them. They're probably one of the other teams that really nailed yeah. it. But yep. I like – I like if I'm picking between Winfield and Delpit, I lean Winfield personally. But I think they both have, you know, solid prospects. Two guys that I think you can get at the near the end of your drafts. And, you know, if you're getting – if you have an aging Harrison – Smith, you know, if you have a, you know, a guy who's a little bit up in the air, another Minnesota safety, but Anthony Harris, you know, you can get a guy like this on the end of your bench and, you know, you know that you'll probably be able to at least play him if you need to and probably won't put up those kinds of numbers that Harrison Smith does. Not even, good I'm have. with you. I love, I love Antoine for Jr. Um, one last guy we got to talk about safety wise, Jeremy Chin going to the Carolina Panthers after watching Eric Reed leave has got to be intriguing to every IDP player yeah. because to see what Eric Reed did, knowing he's going to come in and fill that role probably, 
you gotta you gotta think that's a good spot, right? Yeah, I love, it. I love it. Jeremy Chin was a guy that a lot of people were comping to Isaiah Simmons. Um, they were saying if you can't get Isaiah Simmons, Jeremy Chin is a guy who can do pretty much all the same things. Small school guy though. He went to SIU, which is I live in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. That's right across the river from me. We play SIU. I go CMOS is college I went to. Um, he's he's athletic. He was like the most athletic safety at the combine. I'm pretty sure. I think he even had some of his testing was better than Simmons. Um, he's fast. He's long. He can play the middle of the field. He comes downhill. He can get tackles for a loss. And it's funny that that's his comp. And the Panthers passed on Simmons, but they got Chin with the last pick of the second. So that tells you that they that was intentional. That was by design. And I'm I'm kind yep. of amazed Chin fell that far, honestly, because I saw a lot of first round buzz going his way. And again, it circles back around to the Panthers really nailed this draft to get a guy like Chin. And like you said, he's walking into a role where Eric Reed had, you know, hundred plus tackles easy. Um, 130, right? Did we talk about that the other day? The numbers that Eric Reed put up last year were just obscene. Absolutely obscene. I, and Jeremy Chin's walking into a, that position where, you know, Eric Reed's gone, Keekley's gone. Somebody's got to make these tackles. They invested in him with a second round pick. I love Jeremy Chin. He, to me, is kind of a sleeper quietly. I'm hoping, I'm in drafts right now, like literally they're going on. And I'm saying this, hoping that I can get Jeremy Chin before anyone hears me say this. But I'm looking at Chin. You know, I want to get him on my teams. For several reasons. One, he's going to be cheaper than a lot of these other guys. And I think he's got maybe the best opportunity of any of these guys. I mean, realistically speaking, you know, I mean, that backfield is him and Trey Boston. Even McKinney's got peppers to mess around with. You know what I mean? Duggar's got Chung and other established people. Winfield, maybe he's got a similar situation, but no one's going to be competing with him for snaps. You know, I mean, he's going to hit the field. and It's a good good decision. I I love the Jeremy Chin pick. And like you said, to get in the perfect, I mean, perfect spot, honestly. Perfect spot, total sleeper. You know, I mean, I can't believe that he went that late, honestly. But that's it's interesting that because no safeties went in the first, all these guys got pushed down the second. But you saw all those first round type safeties went in the second. Every one of those guys yep. in that first round hype, all of them were just like boom off the board in the second. So, yep. Let's get real quick. We got to do some of these round three linebackers. We got we'll, won't, we'll try and go a little bit faster because I know we're pushed into an hour and usually for you know for our audience we try to keep the show right around an hour so you guys don't get you know too bored with us we kind of you know just drone on and on and on you know how we get but uh, Logan Wilson to the Bengals at the top of the third I mean tell them Jared I mean that's that's money dude right I mean well for sure because they they're in a kind of a rebuild group you know linebacker wise anyway and the dude's a tackling machine I mean. He tackles everybody. So, uh, dude, honestly, I'm, He's to get him in the third is interesting. And it's a, a spot that they need. They don't have any linebackers. They have Jermaine Pratt. They have some other guys, Jags. There's Jags everywhere on that team at linebacker. They spent a, the very first third-round pick on Logan Wilson, a guy that a lot of people had as a second-round grade for linebacker. Some people – and I think he was probably better than Jordan Brooks. This, this dude had 400 tackles, bro. I know he's in college. Um, one of the guys and that, ten interceptions. Yeah, he's unreal. I think that they got a steal right there. Honestly, he's a guy that another one of these guys that I think you're not going to have to pay up for in your your rookie drafts, at least early ones, until the hype starts building. And you could probably get a three down linebacker to just drop into you know your linebacker three spot, and you're probably going to get solid two numbers from him every week, just because there's no one else there. Um, I know uh, Titan. Hollywood, I don't know what his handle is anymore. Uh, he's a bit of a Devi defensive guy. He's been pounding the table for Logan Wilson for months now. I saw a few other people kind of bringing him up. He was the first one that really put me on to him, so let's give him a little shout-out there. But perfect spot. I mean, he's going to see snaps. So he's a guy you definitely are going to want to keep an eye on in your rookies uh, drafts, guys. Um, there's a, several guys taken, but I'm just going to hit on the guys that I really think are going to be pertinent. Zach Bond, uh, third round to the Saints. A lot of people had him as a first-round grade. I was surprised he went into the third, but I love the landing spot with the Saints. You know, he could come off the edge, but they're talking about him transitioning to a middle linebacker, which the Saints need. Well, yes and no. I I don't think DeMario Davis goes anywhere. Um, Well, no, but they need other guys around him. I mean, DeMario Davis was like – 
all the production there. I mean, Kiko yeah, literally all of it. Because Kiko didn't even climb anything. I mean, shit. Sorry for the. Experience. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, overall, love the draft by them. Good landing so, spot. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Um, quick other guy in the third round that I really liked was Malik Harrison. He went to well, the- two guys, Jacob Phillips and Malik Harrison. Even though I get that people don't think talk, you know, people are high on talkie talkie. They're high on Mac Wilson. Jacob Phillips is dude. He's a tacker, bro. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> Cleveland is not wasting this pick. I'm telling you right now, that dude's gonna play, especially with Karski and Schobert gone. So. I mean, it, ideally, it could be, it could be all three of those guys. Yeah, that could be their line. Mac Wilson, it, Jacob, Jacob Phillips could be the middle, and the other two are going to be the Rovers. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not huge on the BJ Goodson signing. I think he's just a death guy. So I'm, uh, I'm with, with you. you. I think that but Malik Harrison, dude, that's an interesting having Malik Harrison and uh, Patrick Queen next to each other. Different bro. players, you know. What I mean, like. Malik Harrison's much more that big-bodied kind of just like I dare you to come this way kind of guy. You know, he's yep. a, when you hit him, I mean, you hit a you hit a Mack truck. I mean, he's a huge middle of the field guy, takes up a lot of space. Um, he's not quite as fast sideline to sideline as Queen, but again, we talked earlier. I mean, Queen's going to be in that role where he's probably going to be the guy who is forced to play a little more coverage than Malik Harrison is. But um, <clears throat> let me see if I can get his 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 numbers here. How do you Two, feel about six three forty for Malik Harrison, and then six one two twenty five for Queen? So yeah, I mean you got a really two big guys, but Harrison is going to be that to me. He's going to be that little bit more that run stopper, that bigger guy who might be setting the edge a little bit. Um, but both have ample opportunity to hit the field, you know, I mean, more than one linebacker has to play and there's nobody in Baltimore. So, you know, uh, and we keep talking about how, which, who's the next guy at Philadelphia, because I mean, you just don't know who their linebacking core is going to be. How do you feel about Davian Taylor from Colorado going there? Uh, he's a name that came up a lot. I, I mean, I think that they, they needed somebody, um, as far as a role, I mean, he should have a fairly easy role, uh, path of snaps. You know, Cam Grugier-Hill's gone. Jatavis Brown is in front of him. We know he's nothing special. Nate Gary left as well. So, I mean, they're going to – they need players on the field. I mean, they didn't draft him to put him on the bench. So, I think he has a shot to be on the field, you know, and productive for your team. As far as what his actual role will be, projecting him out, I got no clue. So Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, to get him to th- in the third or fourth, wherever they drafted him, you know, obviously they didn't feel like they had to really reach to get him or whatever, per se, and they didn't feel overly concerned with the position because they waited that long. Maybe they feel like they got something special with him there. You know, I'm not a huge Eagles fan, so I'm not sure what the the overall narrative or situation is around around that team. But, I mean – You know, there was, um, there was four defensive tackles taken uh, in – I think it was four. I'm almost positive it was four. Yeah, so four defensive tackles taken uh, in this round. Um, uh, McTelvin Aguiam from Arkansas went to Denver. Interesting. I don't know how much he's going to play. Uh, then we have Jordan Elliott, who I don't think is going to play much at all at Cleveland because, to be honest with you, they're pretty stout in the middle. Yeah. Um. And then you got the other two guys, uh, one being uh, – let me go – Davon Hamilton yep. to Jacksonville and Navelle Gallimore to Dallas. Yeah, let's talk about Gallimore and Dallas because that's a guy that we did not think would fall to the third. And Well, I said if he could fall, he's going to fall third because we were worried about all the safeties falling. So, And if that were to happen, then that means he was going to fall to the third. I had him in a mock draft to going – uh, to Kansas City in the first, but they traded up and got a running back. Uh, I, honestly, I love this pick. Like I said, I think Dallas won the draft. Um, I think they drafted correctly. And now you're going to see – you saw two Oklahoma Sooners go, one in City Lamb, one in the Valgallamore to Dallas. They already have Gerald McCoy there, um, which honestly, they're very similar in one aspect. But like I said – 
Navelle Gallimore, if he if he sticks to it and bees the boss, he could be as good as any. Uh, he could be better than Everson Griffin. In my honest to God truth, I he's the Aaron Donald mold. So I like him. I really he's think that he's going to get plenty of playing time. Oh, he's a huge athlete, dude. He's good I mean, with his leverage, you know, he's very he's nimble. That was the word that came through my mind when I was watching him at the Senior Bowl. You know, a couple episodes back, guys, we have an interview with him. I'm not, I think it's two or three episodes back. You can go listen to. We're big fans of Gallimore. Um, happy he went to America's team. Happy my dude Bradley and they went to America's team because they're going to get noticed when they start popping. And I think both these guys are going to pop. The you know the draft capital wasn't first or second. I don't care. I think the talent is second. Bradley and they could be still the drafted. I agree. And I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. Another thing, if you guys want to go back and listen to the Inay interview, that's a couple episodes back. He specifically said to me that he would, if he could pick a team to go to, it would be the Eagles. And the Eagles passed on this guy so many times. They had so many comp picks at the end of the third and the fourth, and they walked by him. And I think that that he went to a division in Dallas where he's going to get to play the Eagles – I just think there's a little bit something extra in this guy who was already so intense when we saw him. I just, I just, I think Bradley and Nay's story is going to be similar to a Max Crosby kind of story where it's going to be, we're looking back next year and he's got pressures, he's got sacks, and he's just going to be a guy that's just like, can't believe that people walked by him, you know, just because he was not quite as, like it. as he should have been. That's a, uh, that's going to be a fun one that, you know, we're going to have to definitely. <laughs> Those are our guys. Like that one. I like that one. Those are our guys, guys. You know, if you've been paying attention to the show, Jared loves Gallimore. I love Ane. Neither of them got the draft capital we wanted. I don't care. I'm sticking by him. Um, there's a whole – guys, we didn't talk about everybody, but you, you can go – you know, we'll talk about these guys more and more as the season goes on, as, you know, as we start getting to training camp and stuff. Um, and we have the rookie you know, yeah, show coming up. Jared, so. do the rookie show coming up. So we're going to go ahead and kind of shut this show down. Um, you know, make sure you're following along on Twitter's. Make sure that you are following along on the Instagram, although I haven't posted a lot on Instagram lately. I'm going to try to do that a little bit more, guys. Um, yeah, follow along on Dynasty Nerds. That's where I put some writing up. We got some mocks coming up. The Debbie Delight's got mocks coming up. So big things are going on. But for IDP, you know, for our show, hour and 10 minutes, we're already pushing past where we usually go. Um, hope you guys found some good information here. Any, any other guys you want to highlight real quick or any other little comments before we – um, no, I mean I'm I'm happy with what we what we covered today. Um, obviously, we got a lot of stuff coming. I don't want to get too much away. So, yep. stay abreast, ladies and gents. Things are going down. So, until next time, as always, let's go, let's go, let's go. In the wormhole, probably about to burn. In the white tunnel, are you ever gonna learn? See a land, probably gonna merge. Gonna be dead, laying in the dirt. Funny how you smart, but you still a nerd. Play your part, world gon' turn.